Accessing Library Computer Data. Hello, Trexters. Another episode for the Engage podcast. Uh, we've got a, a lovely interview here with a, a, a well-known uh, guest star, uh, but I'll let him introduce himself when you get into the podcast. Um, just for what I let you know that it does get cut off short at the end, uh, only because we ran out of time for the interview. Uh, but we got a lot longer, actually, than we were supposed to. So enjoy. Hello. Welcome to this Engage podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Phil. And with us, we've got Manu and Taremi for an interview. As you can tell, Jamie's not here as he's had an unexpected family emergency. Um, but Manu's here to talk about a secret project. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's 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 whatever it is, and we'll everything as well. Um, hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so I think the main question is, what's the project that we don't know what it is? Uh, well, um I, I've dropped a couple of hints. If you go to um, <laughs> at the circuit movie uh, www that was one of our guesses, wasn't it? That was one yes. of our guesses. So it was that. Um, yeah. If you go to www.facebook.com backslash the circuit movie or the circuit movie on Twitter or Facebook, we have uh, Twitter or Instagram. We just put up the sites and we're just starting to build the social media uh following and just starting to make announcements brilliant but and i'm just starting to leak a little bit uh during <laughs> interviews and press and such about what the thing is about but essentially it's uh it's a project that you know out of all the things that i've produced i'm most excited about um i just finished the fifth pack Passenger. We have a rough cut. Um, it's a film that the we did a crowdfunding for last year, a sci-fi film um, with Marina Sirtis and Tim Russ and Armin Shimmerman, Doug Jones, and myself. And we have that in post, and it's looking fantastic. We're waiting on visual effects, and it's turned into a, a little more than a half a million dollar uh, project at this point because of people that have real production companies that have come in and matched the fans money and so the fans got the thing started and it's just taken off from there so that's been exciting oh, brilliant this year um we're doing uh, the circuit and the circuit is a, a multi-genre anthology film and we're since this year is the 50th anniversary of the franchise that i'm a part of it's also in 1950 gene roddenberry showed the first episodes of star trek at what was dubbed a science, not 1950, sorry, uh, 50 years ago, I think it was what's 1966, 66, 67, whatever it is. Yeah, 66. He did, he showed a few episodes of the Star Trek series at what was dubbed a science fiction convention. And sort of that was the first time I think media uh, and film and stuff was included in the convention scene. Before that, it was more literature um and sci-fi literature was more of the thing so i kind of look at this also as the 50-year reunion of the science fiction convention phenomenon as we know it uh so i've decided to base this anthology film on the the pop culture convention scene so all 10 stories in the film it's it's we want to try to make things like we want to bring back the magic of all the great anthology shows and the great anthology films like Stephen King's Amazing Stories and Twilight Zone, the movie, and Sin City and Monty Python's The Meaning of 
life and <laughs> Tales from the Crypt and Creep Show and that new English show. Have you guys seen Black Mirror? Black Mirror, Black Mirror, no. Oh my gosh, you guys have to tell me. Right, right, yeah. it. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. It's Charlie Brooker. It's a, I think it's a BBC show. And it's it's the premise of Black Mirror is that it's, you know, with an anthology show, each episode is its own story. You know, you don't have yeah. uh, uh, characters repeating like the Twilight Zone. And Black Mirror, their only rule is that it has to be science fiction. It has to be a science fiction story. So each episode is a really twisted Twilight Zone-like story. It's fantastic. Um, And, you know, uh, the history of the world, Four Rooms, Pulp Fiction, all the great anthology films. Um, Except our rule is that all of the stories have to take place sometime somewhere in the last 50 years of the pop culture science fiction convention comic-con circuit somewhere on planet earth in the last 50 years and what we've done is we've we've attached all these fantastic actors from fantasy shows sci-fi shows superhero shows horror actors and movies and we're doing you know we've written our own episodes that are all different genres so each segment of the movie will be a different genre but there will also be a behind the scenes story that takes place throughout all 10 stories to make it you know one film um okay like like a story arc all the way between the three uh, between 10 sorry Yes. Um, so it's going to be a really madly interesting. Uh, we can take some really great risks in experimental filmmaking. And we have some incredible directors signed on and actors that everybody knows and loves. I've released seven of the names, but there's another 23 so far that have all signed on. Oh, crikey. Um, that I, <laughs> yeah. So we really want to make this thing big and, and we want what's, what's really exciting about it. And what I think is going to be so fun about the whole thing is half of the stories are written from our perspective, from the celebrities perspective and, and the, the lives we've lived in the last, you know, 50 years of doing this. I've had 20 years of experience on these scenes and I've got some stories to tell that are true based on true events. And I also, we've also written some stories that are, complete and absolute genre-based fiction (laughs) they just happen happen to happen on the you know on the sci-fi convention scene so when we released the kickstarter campaign and the teaser film to the video uh, indiegogo campaign excuse me um and the teaser trailer and we released the project and well right now uh, I'll tell you that what, what we want to do is we want... I was standing on stage. I've been developing this project for like six years in my mind, you know? Okay. Um, and I was standing on stage in Germany and uh, at, at FedCon. And I'd had a, a really great experience and met a lot of fans with really interesting lives and stories. And I was standing on stage at the closing ceremonies with a bunch of actors. Um, Edward James Almos was there, one of the coolest guys on planet Earth. Um, and I was looking out at the crowd and I started making eye contact with all these people that I'd had experiences with over the weekend that had just as much of an incredible story in their lives as any of us had as, as long as far as the true stories of their history goes or the lives that they were living. 
And I decided, well, I can't really tell a story about the convention scene without including the fans. What mm. kind of crap would that be, you know? Uh, the convention scene is the fans, and, you know, celebrities show up and we do our thing, but um, it's also about the promoters and shows and the cosplay girls and the, the security guards and the, the police and the what you know, it's about, it's all, all the people. So when we released the, the campaign video and when we put up some more content, we're shooting a bunch of content in February. We're going to ask all of the fans around the world that have any story ideas to submit their story ideas or their screenplays to the email, and we will read through everybody's submissions. Oh, okay. And half of the half of the stories for the film will be based on fan submissions, and the fan that wrote the story submission or the uh, screenplay will be brought on to the production of the film to work as a writer and story editor to make sure oh, and producer to make sure that the the film and the story their part of the story gets told correctly and our writers will figure out a way to blend in their story into the the overall arc of the film so what we're calling it is the most fan collaborative celebrity fan celebrity collaborative anthology film in, in hollywood history um and we're calling it the circuit, of course, based on the convention circuit. The other cool thing about the whole project is if the, the people that donate to the campaign to get us started, if you donate above you know, one of the lower levels, we haven't decided yet, but 40 bucks, 50 bucks, then if you're interested in filmmaking in any way, shape, or form, we're going to pick one, one fan for every department of the film making for every segment of the film to come in and work on the film whether you're interested in makeup effects uh whether you're interested in in cinematography yeah. acting writing directing producing etc you get the drift um so when you give your donation you would also say if i'm chosen i'd like to work in this department and i'd like to work with these actors if possible and people can choose you know, where they'd like to be placed in the film if they get randomly selected. And in that way, um, the fans of the project and of all these genres and of the convention circuit not only get to, you know, be a part of the film, but they get to see their favorite actors play the roles they've written or the, the story that they wrote and possibly act or play the story that they wrote, play themselves or direct or work in makeup, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, building the sets all that stuff. That's um, a lovely way of thanking the fans for it to start off with the fans. So it's almost like the fans have started it. Some of the big companies have now come on board, but it's still the core, keeping the fans at heart, which is, is perfect, you know. I think I think because uh, a lot of Star Treks for the, since um, the Enterprise stopped have all been fan-based, for example, fan-produced, fan-everything else. So it's, it's sort of bringing that whole sort of circle together like you say circuit yeah and we and and we've decided that after the first 10 if if we happen to have an if we get a, a movement started around the world to make this if we do better than what we want to do then one then episode by episode segment by segment if we make a sequel we'll let the fans decide if they want to bring back some of the stories they've seen and, and uh, some of the characters they've seen and see a new story. 
or whether they they want to pick the next genre and it will include it'll be a very collaborative awesome project to make quality films um but you know as it rests now it's going to be one film 10 10 segments and if we raise way more than our goal then we'll just keep making episodes so would you want the story to continue through film to film or would you rather them be separate or is that again still to be written depending what fans want well well the first film is called the circuit the last con so i would you know i I would want the fans to to pick the genres uh, and then we would figure out a way to make the second film fit and figure out a way to write a behind the scenes story that fit all those genres and, and make the thing is I've got incredibly talented writers. I've got this guy, James bird. I'm reaching out to my buddy, Carlos de los Rios, who hasn't signed on yet, but he's a phenomenal writer. Um, he just wrote that movie Diablo that's out now with uh, Scott Eastwood and, and um, Walton Goggins uh, and Danny Glover. Uh, Prince Bogdasarian's on board. Um, a ghost writer for some gigantic Hollywood films that I can't mention because he ghost wrote them. Uh, right. and he yeah. got paid a lot of money to keep his name off them. Um, is on board. <laughs> so, but the, but but we've got incre- we've got an incredibly talented cast and crew and especially our writers so i'm very confident that no matter what the fans want to see we're going to produce amazing stories for them because just how good these writers are at at tying together crazy stories and telling really interesting uh film structure and it's it's exciting to me also because it's the kind of idea that's so out there and so risky that until we prove to the studios or Amazon or Netflix or somebody like that how good this really can be, they're not going to – it's not the kind of thing a studio would take a risk on, you know? Um, no, they, they, t- they, they prefer their set format, which they know is going to work because they're going to spend the money on it. Yeah, and I think that we're going to blow people away with the ten, uh, the first 10 in the first film, and uh, this could become – uh, an incredible new series uh it's the the best idea i have going at the moment and i'm just i'm really excited to do it some of the screenplays that have been turned in so far are are just fantastic and i can't wait to shoot them um so basically that's what this whole year is about we're going to launch the campaign sometime around april and may and we'll be releasing content and uh the t- a teaser trailer to the film and different things that we shoot to raise awareness of, about the film uh, around the world over the next few months. So we're the circuit. We are the circuit. That's right. <laughs> you know, um, I'm all, and we're even trying to start the symbol, man. You know, we're going to put up the pictures of all the actors throwing the symbol up. If you go look on Facebook, I've already posted the, this is... the universal circuit symbol. Yes, uh, that one. Yeah. I don't know if you can see me on this, but I think I've got it right. <laughs> I'm getting there. Uh, uh, let me hold on. I didn't even put the camera on because I look like terrible right now. <laughs> um, oh, why is my camera working? We can always get my some little intermission music. Oh. Yeah, where's the offspring when you need them? Yeah, where's my camera? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my phone, so but usually I have one available. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sure the photo will, will give you the best. You have content. to send us a tweet picture, I think. <laughs> yeah. we just have to add it in 
Get a little no, movement going it. on your on your thing. <laughs> it's all right. That's that's strange, but um... not to worry. Not to worry. And um, what are you are you going to be playing this the similar characters all the way through the, the or you can have lot lots of characters playing lots of different characters or how's that going to work in between each sort of segment of the film? Well, it's pretty wild because we're dealing with so many genres and so many. You know, stories based on true events as well as absolute, you know, genre-based fiction. I was telling the, the people that, well, as far as we've gone so far, I'm telling people that are going to write the mission just because the story happens to happen in the last 50 years at a pop culture convention. That doesn't mean that the characters that you're writing about can find a magic doorway to, you know, John Malkovich's brain, like, keep your mind open to as crazy as the story, as crazy as you want to make the story, go for it, you know. Um, a lot of people have asked me, like, well, what's a convention story? Like, I went to a convention, and I met William Shatner, and I got some popcorn, and I, you know, you know oh, and I'm no. like, no, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more crazy things happening. A hell of a lot, yeah. For real, as well as, you know, if you write a, a genre-based fiction story, um, you know, we've got a great haunted uh, hotel story um, uh, that I think we're going to do with Arnold Sherman. We've got a great um, romance. We've got a fantastic. Uh, 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 I don't want to give up too much about this. I'll just call it a thriller. A yeah, of course. <laughs> no, you know, that's fair. It's enough. a buddy. It's a buddy comedy thriller that starts the thing off, and I think it's going to blow people away right right from the get go because it's it's hilarious. Um, so I think be open minded. And fi- uh, non-fiction is just as interesting as fiction can be. Am I right in saying yeah. that? Yeah, and we have some, you know, we have a story about a couple that 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 um, met at a convention and ended up getting married one a few years later. That's really touching and beautiful. Um, and so, you know, the genres are going to bounce around, but there will be an overall structure that'll tie the thing together in really beautiful ways, sort of like. Pulp Fiction does and Sin City does and even if you remember that old movie I was in a movie called Go I barely was in it but a long time ago there was a film called Go that did a lot of that where you know you'll see something in one story that you go oh my god that character from four stories earlier did that which caused this that kind of stuff you know. So, so it's going to be similar uh, to things like Love Actually where you've got lots of things going on or Lost where they all sort of passed each other in, in, in some fashion or a lot. Yes. Um, keep your and, eyes open and, yeah and little you know <laughs> we're I, i'm hoping that we do that, that the writers i've hired such good writers that uh, it's the kind of movie that's going to be really ambiguous to and where you watch and you're like okay this could be this or it could be that and um, hopefully we'll keep keep people guessing and we'll write stuff that you have to watch it twice to catch and um i don't want people to feel like when they're watching the circuit that they can just turn it off at any time and pick up with the next episode because it's not a, it's not going to be a, a a series. The first one's going to be an, an actual anthology film. It's not just going to be. So I, it's really important that that overall structure. And we've got some great ideas for what the overall behind the scenes structure is going to be. Um, mostly sci-fi epic ideas regarding time travel and such, so that we can we can hook the different episodes together with them. Yeah. Um, that's as much as I'll give away at the moment. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> I was thinking, just let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. 
Um, but you know, the, the actors that have signed on are amazing. I have I have some uh, some A list actors that are ready to sign on as long as we can afford to pay them. Um, so we'll see how the campaign goes, and then we can start re- we can start releasing the the big. You know, people are really excited about the idea, and uh, I've I've pitched it to a some a lot of exciting talent um and not only actors or writers directors crew visual effects artists etc and then cool. the other part of the magic is including the fans and and people that are interested in the the worldwide community of of fandom um to get into the business and and join us in in making this story about the world that we live in you know? yeah yeah so I think it's going to be really great. I, I can't wait to um, show you guys some more and share some more. <laughs> it sounds like a beautiful idea. And it's, it's, it's all, uh, I think for me, it, it, it rings true because of that core, what the fans have had to build in between sort of when there's been no Star Trek, or, or should we say not as much of a geek culture as there is now. And it's sort of almost mm. sort of been building and building and building. So now's a sort of really good time. I love, I love the idea. It's really good. <laughs> Yeah, and it's and it's going to be fantasy and, and horror, and I'm going to def, we're definitely going to stick to the genres that that this, the convention going to community tends to 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 love most. Um, but we're we're also going to sprinkle in some drama and some some touching human stories. Um, besides the you know the 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 large concept, um, big budget. Yeah, uh, you know, sci-fi epic and fantasy and horror stuff too. So it's going to be quite uh, an eclectic film, and we have the writers that are smart enough not to make it end up like Kentucky Fried Movie, where it's just all over the place. You know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I, we, me and my other half are currently watching a new series—not well, new series, but new series as far as we're concerned. Uh, once, once upon a time, uh, you must have—I'm assuming you must have heard of it. Um, and it's my fiance all- loves it to death. My fiance. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> in trouble time now <laughs> but um it, it, that again it's for me it was a bit sort of too oh this person's definitely going to turn up but we we spend forever trying to work out who people are and then i got to the point where frozen characters started turning up and i was a bit like mm, okay <laughs> maybe i'll move on from this now <laughs> yeah. but if, if but i'm thinking this is what is in my head now that that's how it's gonna i might be completely wrong and please correct me if I'm oh I am but that's that's so how it's going to be sort of for Star Trek and 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 everything else for you the sci-fi yeah it's random book turning up in a love story yeah Can't no I don't think could, so Phil it could do it could do nah <laughs> well you know what's also exciting about just the future of television is you know start this new Star Trek that they're releasing um next whatever is um the first time that I knew this day was coming, but it's the first time that the network is trying to charge people for the show. You know, hey, it's twelve bucks to watch Star Trek this year. Now, from the crap from crowdfunding being as popular as it is, I it's really exciting. You know, one thing is it, it could be a bubble that bursts. Because, you know, people have been let down by a lot of filmmakers that have raised a significant amount of money and then not even released their movie or mm. uh, released half of it or taken six years to get it out or, you know. So if people keep up that kind of behavior, then, you know, maybe this bubble will burst. 
but if not, what's people get, you know, if integrity behind all this and it, and it, it lasts, I think it's going to lead to this, this place where, you know, the fans they have a lot more control over what they want to see to this point, to the point where fans are going to finance what they want, you know, um, which is an exciting time in television history. You know, the networks don't, the networks even move all the way over to, Hey, we've got 30 ideas this year. Which ones would you like? You know, Mm. Um, and we're not there yet. But we're definitely headed in that direction, and it's sort of like a democratization of, of what fans want to see on television. And I think it might, you know, we might get to a place uh, where every year we uh, be going public, and the, the TV watching public gets to pick, and then pay a small fee for shows that they want to watch, you know, um, pilots they want to see, and sort of have a, a real say in, instead of getting stuck with, you know, what the network thinks we want to see. It's that whole sort of change around, because it used to be a case of give the people what they want. Now it's, what do you want? Pay for it a little bit. Now we'll give it to you. It's sort of, yeah. you, you do that anyway. I mean, a lot of the times they, they, they give these shows to people to listen to and watch and see if they enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's exactly what yeah. you want to be doing. Yeah. It's neat. It's definitely exciting to see how it's all going to play out. Um, so I figure I've got a good idea. Um, my friends are on board. So let's let's see if this magic works, man. Let's try to create something together. You know, anything's possible if you put your mind to it. Something I always say. So yeah, and that's my year. I mean, I designated my year. Uh, I even, you know not auditioned for a couple of pilots because I need to dedicate myself to this fully and foremost. Um, so um, I think we're going to, we're going to turn in some really good stuff and I hope people get behind it and get excited about it. I'm sure they will. I for one want to get on board. Definitely. It's actually, it's a, it's a lovely idea. I, I think it's perfect. Exactly what, get, yeah. it's not the case of, like I say, give the fans what they want, but have something that the, all fans talk about. I mean, how many times have Sai, have we, me and you, talked about a film and thought, well, don't we have an idea if we actually did this, or wouldn't this be a good idea, or that? And actually suddenly think, hang on a minute, what if I pay five quid or 12 quid or wherever it is and put my own scripted that we've come up with to someone, it's actually going to get looked at, and it, then 10 months later, suddenly there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's an idea on, on the sketch for a film, you know? Which, Perfect. Yeah. Which a film... For the uh, films, and then not written only you get to partly see it, by the film. Come out and, and oh, that was a double talk. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I think, like you're saying, it's a kind of it's a film for the fans, written by the fans, isn't it? Partly. Yes. Yeah. And partly. I mean, half the stories have been written by us, and half the stories will be at least at the at the at the at the, at the, at the least the story concepts will be by the fans. But we're really expecting fans to turn. You know. There's a lot of people out there that want to be involved in film, and there's there's a lot of writers out there that want it, that are writing, and a lot of fans that that have great talent. Um, so we're expecting fully turned in screenplays uh, between one and twenty pages long. We're try- that's one of the rules because uh, we want to keep each segment between twelve and twenty minutes long. Um, actually, between one and twenty minutes long. You know, it could 
be a very, very, very short um, thing. You know, it might be just a visual moment that somebody had at the convention that we really want to add to the movie. So it's very much um, like the, the rule um, is one in 20. Oh, sorry, man, you finish. Or Go ahead. That's no, like between one and 20 pages long. So it's 12 and 12, and you know, between one and 20 minutes long. Well, the thought occurred to me, it's, it's quite like um, a like the script, um, open script thing they had for Star Trek, isn't it? It's very much like that. Yeah, open policy, you know. And That's also, it. you don't even, if you're not a screenwriter, you don't even have to write a screenplay. You could just write us a story concept, just uh, a few paragraphs or a couple pages. I think this would make a great story. And then our, our professional writers will... You can come out and give us more details, and and we'll we'll write it into screenplay format. You know, so all submissions are accepted. You don't have have to be a screenwriter to to try to get your story concept to us. Exactly, everyone. Yeah. Thinking back to what you said about someone who come up to you and said, "Oh, well, what was the convention?" You turn up and go on. But I can even think of something that happened with the Engage podcast. You know, it, me and Jamie managed to get in to see Leonard Nimoy do his 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 chat to a very select few and we got in by purely by chance by following these uh, the um, other bloggers through a, a special access route that we weren't supposed to be in we sat down and all of a sudden he came on the screen we were like oh <laughs> perfect that's cool. we weren't supposed to be there it used to be like oh uh, <laughs> whoops he was such a great man i mean one of the one of you know the original cast you know i I was talking the other night uh, watching some of the old episodes because i'd actually never watched the original episodes um i'd seen all the original star trek films but i'd never watched the series so i started i'm like it's about time i did that so i started watching some of the episodes and i started thinking um, about you know sorry uh, when i was 20 you know and i got at the job on Voyager, I and I, you know, then I, I started hanging out with. Uh, by the at that time, uh, Jimmy Duin had passed, and um, uh, Bones, uh, come on, baby. Jimmy hadn't passed yet. Jimmy had no. Jimmy hadn't passed. I didn't meet Jimmy, um, but the uh, uh, Bones was wasn't around anymore. DeForest Kelly. DeForest Kelly. I'm sorry. You know, my brain just doesn't work in names <laughs> late at night. I don't know names, Eva. I just go um, through from that guy I, who did this. <laughs> yeah, um, but I forgot the comment that I made. But um, oh, Leonard Nimoy was just one of the most conscious, cool people on that cast. Uh, what an amazing human being he was! So that's cool. You guys got to check that out. He was uh, he was quite a man. Now I can remember him talking about how the um, someone asked him what he'd been doing that day, and he just said, "Oh, I woke up. I hadn't. I had. I wasn't really doing much. And my wife made me a bagel. And then he was telling us all about the bagel and what was in it, how it had been cut, and it was just all this intricate stuff. And everyone was just watching, like lapping it all up, and thinking that they they want. It was just very very humble. And I, I got yeah. I got him actually. Um, he did a song with his his. Uh, so I was. I think it was his. Uh, it was not his son. I think it was his grandson. Um, and he, he did his song live. His grandson played the guitar and he was singing. And I've, I've got that on a, on a YouTube on through the Engage podcast. But it's just, yeah, brilliant, brilliant experience. Um, bagels are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you love, bagel? <laughs> I love bagels, man. All sorts of things. You know how I do my, I do cream cheese, uh, toasted with a little bit of avocado 
um, and uh, uh, tomato and onion and salt. <laughs> Perfect. And sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I go a little crazy and I switch out the cream cheese for uh, hummus if I'm going a little heavy. <laughs> but, um, um, but, you know, or sometimes I'll just grab a, a fresh bagel if it's fresh, <laughs> and I'll just I'll just eat it with. Anything. Just, oh, you rebel! That You're absolutely rebel. Yeah. <laughs> Talking of cream cheese, have you heard of Foamy the Squirrel? No. You haven't heard of Foamy the Squirrel? No, I haven't. Right. Um, look up Foamy the Squirrel. Five more minutes, and he talks about uh, having bagels and creamy cheese, and it's all about him trying to get his friend up to take him to the bagel shop. Um, is it on yeah, YouTube, look it up. Just, look it up. But yeah, sorry, that's a total tangent city, that one. That's <laughs> uh, Oh, I think we're losing you a little bit. Uh, oh my god. What's going on? Am I disappear? Uh no, oh, oh you're coming back a little bit. Okay, hello. Oh you're back. You're back. Sometimes uh, the Wi-Fi for some reason here gets a little funky. It went a little bit. Skype doesn't like squirrels. <laughs> yeah, it didn't want me to say what I what I told you guys I was watching earlier. I think we, I think we tried to get. I think the government. Yeah, it's just bad. Yeah, bad is coming. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth because I'm I'm unrated. Richard Arnold sent us a bunch of poop videos, compilation poop videos. <laughs> And they were so hilarious. And they were basically accidental poop videos of like little kids and old ladies and dancing girls and guys jumping into swimming pools and, and girls getting, you know, their ice cream cones pooped on by a bird. And it was all fantastic. I mean, it was, it was hilarious stuff. I, you know, it's horrible, but it's the worst of humor, but it's also the best of humor. And I just cried. We were laughing insanely earlier at the compilation poop accident video <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I've got what i've got um, i've got a, a stag deal i'm going to in april when there's all sorts of things that go through the whatsapp a couple of whatsapp videos is you sort of raise your eyebrows a little bit and think okay yeah. <laughs> i don't want to yeah. watch this but you keep watching <laughs> yeah exactly that's exactly it i you know i watched the first one and i'm like oh my god that's so horrible but but funny and then the next one came on and i'm like okay i think i'm done i'm talking to <laughs> Okay, maybe one more. Maybe one more. <laughs> then, then the next one would come up. And I think I'm done. One. Then, all right, last one. We'll watch this one too. Trouble is, you just want to watch it because it is just funny, and you just oh yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you sitting us through ice bucket challenge failures, isn't it? It's like you sitting us in front of those and kind of sitting there. Or oh, we'll put another one on. I, yeah. I can sit in front of YouTube for hours. I just love it. <laughs> we, we, the biggest thing for me is watching cats. Just, just I think they're the funniest thing ever. Just yeah, it's a little bit, YouTube is a little bit like heroin. You just you, <laughs> you, you can't really stop once you've started. Um, I, I've been there too. Mind-numbing, <laughs> mind-numbing goodness. YouTube anonymous. Yeah. Best, best thing I've seen lately is actually turtles. Just randomly <laughs> going. There's a, there's a bit with a, a Coldplay um, song. Um, I can't remember it's but this is turtle going. And it's just at the perfect moment. I'm trying to think of the Coldplay song. Oh, now. it's awesome. I've seen it. Yeah, it's, that's um, a great... Uh, the, oh, what song the is turtle it? Song? When it's, it's, I don't remember the song, but the turtle's just doing his... Yeah. Head bob thing for the song. It's fantastic. <laughs> it, it's... Ooh, uh, <laughs> it's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, wh- why is Manu here? What are we talking about? Yeah. It's, the type of, it's the type of thing Ricky Gervais on, on, that, new, on that show that we did would be sitting and watching. On Derek. On Derek, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to have that as a soundbite. <laughs> I think they're from England, if I'm not mistaken. It's an engaged podcast. You guys are Brits, aren't you? Are you okay? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Did any of you watch Misfits? No. Uh, Misfits, yes. Yes. Yeah. Whoever you are, I love you. <laughs> good, good. Uh, although the, yeah. the first episode, one of my favourite actors dies right at the start, and I'm like, right, okay, now he's not going to be in it. That was the only reason I put the show on. <laughs> he's the guy that plays Pip in um, uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, what's his name? Oh, he, he was Simon, right? Yeah, he's the guy with the he got he's got the cap on. He's the he's the chav. We call it. Um, yeah. yeah. I can't, I can't remember his name. I, I, I've met him. <laughs> that's the that's, that's the bad thing about it. I think I saw Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah um, we have a couple of Game of Thrones actors in the circuit as well. So there's a little hint too. It's Ooh. not like you. Um, have yeah, they died? So we've, we've got some, <laughs> have they died? Um, did did have they died? Maybe. Uh, oh. Yes. Yes. One has. One has. Yeah, one died. Yeah, but... Oh, no, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Yeah. What if about one it, who's died we... recently but hasn't died? I really want that person. <laughs> <laughs> Most women do. <laughs> like desperately. Yeah. Tell it them. would be awesome. Tell them to call me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah okay, fair enough. So fair they're enough. bringing I'll... him back? Are you saying they're bringing Snow back? Is that what you were trying to say? <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> See, yeah. He hates it because whenever he says something, stupid i go you know nothing john snow <laughs> and he's like what does that even mean i hadn't watched the show so, uh, so you, you're, you're not a ga- like, you're, you're like simon are you not a game of thrones fan no i've seen it now i haven't seen it all the way through i watched the first season and i loved it and then i've seen sporadic episodes while she watches um so i've kind of lost uh, the whole thread of what happened but I, I certainly enjoyed the first season that i saw and I still love it. And she showed me, you know, the the, the big episode with the ice cliff that uh, that uh, was getting the wildlings and the giants were attacking that they spent that twelve million on. And uh, you know, it's phenomenal television. I, I and great acting and awesome. So she's not shown you the red wedding then. I think I, yeah, I saw the red weddings and she showed me that one too. <laughs> Again, another YouTube ecstasy that is people's reactions. Anyway, um, and I and I saw the I saw the last episode last year, so I, I know what's going on. I'm, good, I'm, good. I'm in the know now. Phil. Uh, oh, and God, you know, to give that show some props, what was the the wildling's name that was in love with Jon Snow that died in the? Yeah, Ingrid. Oh my Ingrid. God. In I'm tell I'm talking, and this is a a big thing to say, but I I, I believe this to be true. I haven't seen an actress do a death scene or actor do a death scene as beautiful as that. I don't think ever. I mean, the the talent that she died with when she said, you know, nothing, Johnson and died. I read around that about a hundred times just as an actor to try to see. She was so subtle 
and you could I, I swear you could see the the life leave her body in that in that yeah. moment. Um, and I was so impressed with, with uh, I was impressed with her work in general, but just with that one moment was so powerful. So, yeah, great show. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd I'd agree with that definitely wholehearted. Fair anyway, back back to the the engaged podcast Game of Thrones slash um, yeah. YouTube. Fair or can I just continue it for just one second? Go I on. Think... <laughs> <laughs> Don't, I'm being helpful, and then we'll get off it. I think you're referring to Josie Fatlin. Thank you. Well, he actually dies in the episode as well. But that's it. That's what I was going to say. Carry oh, on, Phil. Damn, Carry spoiler. on. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably forget, so don't worry. Yeah, Simon's only seen the first series. It's good, isn't it? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I think I'm... Go ahead. No, no, no. Go on, go on, go on. Sorry. I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm tired. <laughs> You guys must be more tired. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, or potentially ask you, about another one of the projects, uh, the Unbelievable. Yeah, I actually was just talking to uh, one of the writer directors today, earlier today. Um, they have a rough cut, and the last thing that they have to do is they've hired uh, one of the, they've hired a, a really famous um, uh, composer to finish the the music score the the score on the film and when they're done with that that should be ready for sale to the market and should be coming pretty soon so i'm, I'm excited to see it i haven't gotten a, a chance to see it good hand zimmer hand zimmer hand zimmer hand zimmer hand zimmer and no it's not hand zimmer zimmer damn it okay uh, <laughs> john williams zimmer, hand zimmer, but it's uh it's somebody you know it's not somebody that big but it's somebody that, that did a, i think a couple of or one of the original star Oh, she, uh, it's a spoiler. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I could be in trouble. All right, well, uh, she cut me off just in time. But that's yeah, fine. She, we'll, we'll cut anyway, that out if, if, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> but I got, lips are sealed. Checks in the post, yeah? yeah. I heard yeah. nothing. I see right. nothing, hear nothing. <laughs> but no, good. Because, again, that look, it, it looked like an interesting series of what I could see. On, on various things like IMDb and everything else. Yeah, see, I think it's going to be, you know, it's a, it's a full-on farce, and it's just, it, you know, naked gun type of farce, but sci-fi farce instead of, you know, um, what any of the other farces could be. But <laughs> I think it's going to be a funny film. Uh, I I had a great time working on it, and it was, I was only on it for like three, four, four days, maybe, but um, was I on? For five days, whatever. It, it was a, it was, it was a great time, and I got to work with Michelle Nichols, and that was a lot of fun. Um, it was neat to to work with a that icon of uh, womanhood, powerful womanhood. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see it, and they're definitely rounding a corner to release, so it should be along soon here. And um, and promises as well, if I don't mind me asking. Are we, are we yep. going through? Promises is a I haven't seen it either and it's a very you know Promises is a very very low budget film that a, a bunch of beautiful people uh, out in Texas in Dallas, Texas made uh, and uh, you know normally when you say beautiful people out in Dallas, Texas some people roll their eyes but 
there's a lot of it's funny because my first impression of Dallas when I went to Dallas the first time was that I was in a city full of like you know just dumb American gun owning gun owning drinking uh, proud Americans. Um, mm. But the second time I went to film this movie, I met a bunch of wonderful, wonderful people, and it's a small film with a lot of heart made by um, you know first-time directors and first-time uh, definitely professionals, uh, you know, but people that were cutting their teeth and learning their craft. And the reason that I signed on to the film was it was it was such a great character and chance to tell what I thought was an important story. Uh, really heavy-duty story. It's a really, um, you know, emotionally... It deals with some pretty serious issues. Uh, broken human beings and, and trying to find uh, how to be unbroken after abuse in your life. And it was a great joy to go out and make. I don't know how the thing's going to turn out because they didn't have a lot of money and they had a lot of passion, but not a lot of money. And usually that, usually that sacrifices some quality in the end when, because films cost so much to do right. Um, every, every little part of filmmaking is, is so expensive that when you don't have a big budget, you have to sacrifice certain departments, uh, whether it's lighting or makeup or wardrobe or set design or locations or, um, you never want to sacrifice writing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. But, you know, but, uh, so a lot had to go by the wayside, but I still, I had a great time making it. I don't know if it's going to get a release. I know that it's on the film festival circuit right now. Uh, and hopefully they'll get somebody to pick it up and release it, and uh, we'll get to see it. Otherwise, I'm thinking that the producers will release it online. Um, but until I get a chance to see the film, I don't really know how good it's going to be or, or where they'll where they'll get where we'll be able to get to see it. Um, I know it's been shown at a few festivals in the, the Texas area, and they've submitted to festivals around the country, and we'll see where it shows up and. I'll keep you guys it's posted. interesting how you say you've not seen it or, or seen bits of it. I, it. I suppose for you, you sort of turn up, do your bit, do everything else, stay there for X amount of months, and then it, it's interesting to me that you don't get to see it until much closer to, to, to when it actually gets released. Is, is that normal, yeah. or is that just me just being silly? No, that's very that's very normal. A lot of you know, in, you know, these films that I, I'm on my third uh, the, the circuit will be my third the f film that I've produced and you know of course I have to see every little bit of the film I produce along the way and so you get to see you know literally everything and you watch the movie so many times that you're sick of it by the time you're actually showing it to people um, and then you have to go on the festival circuit or go around and do screenings in uh, LA and New York at least to get enough attention from the acquisitions departments at the studios and the distribution houses to take yeah. your film and by then you're just like oh, I can't wait to get away from this movie um, but as an actor no matter how good your film is you're just exhausted at that point but the as an actor you just you go you do your job and, and then you kind of let the project go and you hope for the best um, which a lot of times can be a, a real letdown because any department doing their job poorly destroys an entire film. You know, one bad actor can destroy a film. Uh, wardrobe, 
microbe can destroy a film. Lighting can destroy a film. Sound can destroy a film. Any department of, of you know, set design, cinematography, one of those artists doesn't do a great job and you have a film that is broken in a way. Yeah, it doesn't, really it doesn't flow. Easy to, yeah, it's really easy to destroy a movie. So when you do make a good one and everything comes together, it's a real joy. Uh, and so I've made like nine independent films in the last three years. And, uh, you know, about a third of them are, I, I think, quality films that have a, a real chance of, of coming out and, and being well-received by an audience. The rest of them, I, do, I, I don't think, may ever get seen. So it's, it's, it's interesting seeing that hearing that side of the the story because I suppose you must yeah you must you must get approached by many people saying that they do this do this do this do this you do it and you you don't get to see it at all it, it's it, to me that that's that's mind boggling because the way I what I do with my work if if I do something it it, it ends up there and I see it happen so yeah for me it's just yeah. If I do somebody too, I, I will work if I believe that I'm great or made something at least good, worth watching, worth sitting through. Um, I'm going to go out there and make sure that it gets to the, the audience, uh, at least an audience. Uh, um, but some people get discouraged and they just give up hope and they they don't they don't ever get their film released. Um, and then I don't understand why. Well, I do. Understand why? Like uh, I don't want to mention the name because it happens in interviews. But they, you know, they the, the the people that were making it mortgaged house and their and their friend's house to they risked their their homes to make the movie, and it didn't turn out very good. And they tried to sell it. They tried to sell it, and they ended up losing their houses. And then, you know, they never really the movie because of, of course they still have hope that maybe they'll get something out of it um, me on the other hand if that ever happened to me I, I just release it online and, and let people see it just because there's a certain point where you gotta you know throw in your admit that it, it's not going to happen um, but it, it, it's I think the numbers are, are pretty insane I think it's like 6 or 7 out of 10 films you know over half a million dollars uh, or between three hundred thousand and over a million dollars in that neighbor in that neighborhood don't ever see the light of day. Wow, let me know. Yeah, I'm crazy, uh, and it, it ha it's only in the last five or six years that it's been that way. But it, that's because of the switch over to digital filmmaking and now everybody and their mother, even if they're not professional filmmakers, thinks that they can make a movie. Um, so we've we've gone from 500 movies a year getting made 20 years ago to 5,000 a year 10 years ago and now it's 50,000 films a year and so there's just really not enough space yeah. for them all to be seen. I suppose because anybody can just pick up a camera these days, they can spend a grand on on a camera and just start doing something, can't they? I mean, if you look yeah. at if you look at things like Jackass, you know, they I mean, okay, they they they, they build their sets and do whatever they need to do, but uh, it's a camera and 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 guys doing silly things, you know. Yeah. I don't know how expensive that is, but you know, 
It, it, it's not well for me. I think those guys they do really well. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't think they, they their budgets aren't really big, and uh, they're very successful. Uh, I I give mad mad respect to those guys just because they're so insane. Um, and it is just guys doing silly things, but is you know they're professional stuntmen. I don't think they were when they started. <laughs> but no, but, but at this point, you know, they really are, um, and you know, they do some pretty. I'm surprised one of those guys hasn't died yet from <laughs> something that they were doing on their films. Because I remember the the one where they get in the zebra suit and they run across the Sahara and those tigers chase them and literally, yeah, you know, that one tiger literally tries to take down the zebra and they split apart and neither of them gets mauled. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. You know, it's like. Oh, they got lucky right there. <laughs> well, I remember hearing a story about the original Wee Man going down a, a stairs in a suitcase, and I, I, I heard rumours and stuff like that that he, he, he wasn't around anymore. Or, or I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, but like you, you're saying, the amount of stuff yeah. they do, you're surprised they just <laughs> they aren't in pieces. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just some of the wipeouts you see, it's like, how did he get up? Because um, you guys. But back to the engage. Podcast. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> so where, where can where can people um, or where can people when can people expect to start seeing more uh, about the circuit? Um, next April, month. Well, April's when we're gonna launch the campaign. Um, but next month we shoot the campaign video, the teasers, and a bunch of just fun content to start getting the word out. Uh, and then I'm gonna go on uh, a bunch of. Uh, a convention tour sort of around the world for the next three months um, showing the teaser trailer and showing the campaign video and uh, uh, showing some of the, the fun stuff we shoot with some of the actors and, and getting people involved and getting the word out. And then we'll release the Indiegogo campaign video uh, in April or May. I haven't really decided yet. And that's when, as soon as the... That that's when it'll all get started, and we'll see if the fan base, um, if we've created a movement, and and we have a successful Indiegogo, or we don't. Definitely, definitely. And if we do, we'll go right into production. We'll we'll start shooting. You know, that week we'll we'll we've already had, we already have scripts ready. So give the fans what they want about, and uh, give it to them quick. Straight into production. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we would, you know, um, as soon as the campaign money came in, then we would immediately, we're probably going to release the email for fans to start submitting their story content and story ideas uh, a couple months before the uh, Indiegogo campaign because we we want to start sifting through it and, and reading it and judging it and deciding what stuff we're going to use uh, should the campaign uh, be a success. And I can't imagine that it won't be, uh, we won't raise enough to at least... You know, I would love it if we raised enough to make the entire film, um, but I can't imagine we won't raise enough to at least make a couple episodes so people can see, uh, you know, what we're doing. Um, should snowball from there, though. Hopefully, you know. Yeah, we well, hope I would so. Have so. Yeah, I hope so too. I think it's a solid enough idea that that people should get behind this and get excited about it. Uh, I hope they do. And did you say there was a website live yet, or? Oh, the, uh, we don't have a website live yet, but we do have the, the Facebook fan, fan. The Facebook page is www.facebook.com backslash The Circuit Movie. And on Instagram and Twitter at The Circuit Movie. We'll be sure to retweet that and, uh, and pass that on. Definitely, definitely. 
already on it. <laughs> already <laughs> on that sort of thing for the future. So <laughs> bear with me. We'll add you. We'll add you. We'll be our, doing um, stuff. We, and... we have our own little special um, Facebook like Friday, which is what which is Simon's idea, very similar to sort of Twitter uh, follow Friday. Um, and we we, we, yeah. we stick a lot of stuff on that, so we'll add that. Well, I'm sure we'll add that to the list Phil, and, and Phil, start. Already added. Already added. See, look at that. There we go. That's <laughs> great. And I do want people, to, uh, you know, fans especially, to uh, to start throwing up the circuit symbol from wherever they are around the world and sending in pictures because I'm going to make a, a bunch of uh, art and posters and stuff with collages of, of people around the world joining the movement. So. Um, you know, if you're out there, if you like the idea, if you want to join us, uh, p- take your picture and post it. Post it to the site. Post it to the Facebook page or Twitter or wherever. If people want to find out what that and symbol is like, get straight is, to the website. Uh, straight to Facebook. And the symbol is a C. People can see it. They can go to the Facebook page and see it. But it's your right hand making a C, except your pinky's up like a little antenna. <laughs> and if your pinky deficit disorder um <laughs> you can just do a c yeah you, if, you, if you can't if you're incapable of like, like the star trek spock thing and if you can't get your pinky pinky stuck straight up just make a big c that'll work <laughs> but i think that i think the pinky is cool because i look at it as like an antenna that's no, going out around that. the world and and uh, connecting us all i feel bad for the people that can't do it i had to take my with the popsicle stick. Well, I, I feel bad for the pinkyless folks too, but you know, we, can't, we, can't, we can't please everyone. <laughs> Some people can't do the Vulcan symbol, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it, it's, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure having yeah. you on. We really also, guys, keep, you know, keep your eye out for the circuit and unbelievable. And Benjamin Troubles is coming soon. Uh, Fifth Passengers coming soon. A lot of stuff should be coming around the end of the year. So uh, everybody keep their eyes open. And thanks for listening. And thanks for following me as an artist and uh, filmmaker. And, and thanks for having me on. You're more than welcome, man. More than welcome. All right. We look forward to cool. getting it. Again. All right. We'll talk soon. See you later.